Remember, you promised me no screwing around. I won't, I won't. I swear my mother's grave. Your mother's not dead. Well, if I go back on my word, I'll kill her. What? <laughs> party. That's not the lyric. Gonna make them up. It's oingo boingo. It's not a song. Uh, I it's think all, that's as far as we can go. <laughs> Hello, Internet Dwellers. Welcome back to Top Shelf Tom Hanks Feature Filmography Podcast. <gasps> Yeah, and I'm Jeff. Welcome back, everybody. Over here in the same room yet again, because yes. we can tell we are high-fiving distance. TC, hi, TZ. I'm back. You're hi. really pumped up right now. I am very excited. It was the Oingo Boingo that did it. It, it is, and you know what? Bachelor Party. Bachelor Party. This movie should have been called Bachelor Oingo Boingo Party. Because there's three Oingo Boingo songs. There right? is. Yeah. One of which is my favorite. One of which I did not know they recorded. <laughs> existed. Ever. It was, it was the theme song to Bachelor Party. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> Probably good reason they don't, uh, that's not on their greatest hits. Yeah, I don't think that really is. I don't think, they, <laughs> I mean, I know they did a lot of movie music back in the day, mm-hmm. and that's what obviously Danny Elfman got into scoring. He's a, Yes, he's Danny Elfman of Danny Elfman fame. Yes, uh, you know, better known for the Danny Elfman fame that he has. Very famous <laughs> voice of uh, Jack Skellington. Oh, yes. Yeah. Night Before Christmas. Very true, very true. So here we are, the Tom Hanks Feature <laughs> Filmography Podcast. Uh, what we're doing is we're watching every Tom Hanks movie from the beginning of his career to his current uh career and uh, <laughs> we are and, off on a roll uh, yeah and uh welcome back to the what fourth episode fourth of the, episode of the yeah. Series. yeah we're already and up to we're, episode four this is yeah. crazy um and uh so now we're all we're on itunes we're on stitcher we're on google play we are on all the main guys so zune we uh we are one of the two people that are on zune i think zune. the uh weekly planet is the other podcast that's, that's right. still on zune <laughs> <laughs> or how did this get made it's one of those two that's i don't right. know which one it is but and uh <laughs> and we are we are discussing Tom Hanks as an actor, his career, and looking at the films throughout his career as a reflection of the era that they came out in. Indeed. It's, a, it's an analysis of him as America's possibly his the greatest living actor we have today. Oh, yes. Possibly. 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 I think that'll be, that'll be the decision that we will make once we've finished. I'm doing finished. air quotes. Yeah, you can't yeah, see this, but yeah. finished this podcast. We keep picking lists that we will have to return to. It will never capacity. end. Uh, and by the end of this, we will have determined what are the top shelf Tom Hanks movies. Indeed. Uh, indeed. Yeah. What will, based upon our opinions, mm-hmm. but which yes. are pretty much accurate. It's, I mean, there will be no argument. No, because <laughs> who's going to argue with who, us? Who would ever disagree with someone who has an opinion about a movie on the internet? Nobody. Right? No nobody. It's nobody. never and been if done. Somebody, exactly. If, if somebody does, it would be the first. Never been done. No. It's, uh, people are very agreeable. <laughs> On the air, very nice. Yeah, uh, people, yeah. people, people don't think people have annoying voices. Yeah, every, no, no, not at all. Everyone's, everyone's very, very Tom Hanks like. Yes. Just always kind. Everybody's like, except, "Well, that's a great guy there." Except he wasn't exactly the nicest of Tom Hanks in this movie that we watched no. today. Oh, holy cow! So this movie that we watched today, as we've already discussed, was the 1984 film. Bachelor party. We didn't discuss it. We sang it. We sang it. That's true. You know, so much has happened in the last the, minute seventy-five. The, that's not a measurement of time. The, <laughs> the other nineteen eighty-four Tom Hanks movie, because splash of minute seventy-five. Yes. Hashtag minute seventy-five. That's everybody. our hashtag, everybody, there right there. Uh, <laughs> the other nineteen eighty-four Tom Hanks movie, because last week we watched Splash. Yes. And now we have Bachelor Party. Jeff, had you seen this movie before? You know, I, I had, I, uh, no, I had not. Now I know I made a comment because again, we just, we just finished watching it together, which has been a lot more fun watching it with another person. Uh, cause Mazes and Monsters, uh, yeah, Mazes and Monsters was so hard to get Ugh. through, but th- by myself, but this movie, I, um, I have never seen Bachelor Party. I have known about Bachelor Party for most of my life, like mm. I remember seeing about or hearing about this movie and seeing it in his filmography and seeing the poster for it because it's them like in the doorway. It's all of him and his buddies like with the sexy leg with a sexy yeah. leg in it. Like I know that, and I'm well aware that there is a sequel to this movie. Oh my wait, yeah, uh, that got uh, made. Like, Michael Rappaport's in it, isn't yeah, he? I think okay. so. They got made a few years ago, which is just not that I've seen it. I just have that sort of trivial knowledge. The only thing I knew about this movie was the poster. Yeah, I really? have not seen a clip of this movie. I just I've I only knew the poster. I even was I even I even feared 
that Tom Hanks was wasn't going to be the main character. In really? This. He's literally the first person we meet. Oh yeah, We're, I made a note of it. It's a minute four or a minute like it's less than a minute basically because yeah. by the time I had turned it on the screen to see how far in the movie we were it was a minute four in he's Otto, less than a minute yeah. and he's he's the first actor you see Otto the bus driver from yeah. Simpsons <laughs> comes much. out and is like hey sister <laughs> <laughs> this movie is and now I made a comment while we were watching it nearing the end that I felt like I had seen a moment mm-hmm. and it's and it's spoilers um <laughs> you know a movie that's 34 almost 35 years old at the time of this recording um it's when they're all like running down the hallway in the hotel near the end like it's all the the tom hanks's future wife the bridal and, party the bridal party yeah. thank you very much all <laughs> running down the hallway and they're all there and they're like they're hooker. negligee and hooker <laughs> outfits but it, the thing is is like i i have I know I've never rented this movie. I know I've never watched it like on video. This was that would have been solely a I think I might have been like skipping through the channels back in the day. And I stopped and I saw that moment mm-hmm. and I kept going because I had no idea. Well, anything that happened. Some but. people listening might not have an idea. So, That's Jeff, true. so what is the, this? No, of the film? No, no. <laughs> TC, what is this movie about? <laughs> OK, so Tom Hanks plays that was, that was dirty, Rick. Sorry. You tricked me. You saw where I was going. <laughs> Plays Rick, a, um, a, a, a soon-to-be groom, mm-hmm. um, a week before his wedding. He tells his friends he's getting wed, and they Who decide does that? a week before. Um, and, and they still manage to get tuxedos somehow. Mm-hmm. And they decide to throw him a bachelor party. The B-plot is the bridal party decides to have their own little bridal shower, and then they get roped in to the insanity of the bachelor party that happens in the hotel and it's just nonstop nonsense, one ridiculous thing after another, one ridiculous character after another. Now, on uh, that's it. That's the whole movie. That's it's, it. a, it's a bachelor party gone wild. Um, I will say that my description of it could maybe elicit the idea that this movie is a raucous laugh out loud romp of comedy. Yeah. It is not. No, it is not. We laughed. And we laughed. We did. Yes. We definitely did laugh. There was at least I could I counted at least maybe a dozen or so times that we both kind of went, Ha-ha, okay. <laughs> this it's not a hilarious movie. No. It could be a hilarious movie. It follows in the tradition of something like Animal House, which honestly, if you go back and watch Animal House, it doesn't those older conventions don't hold up to this day. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a dated movie, and the uh, uh, the bachelor party is a dated movie in its pace and some of its off color jokes. Yep, and um, some of its uh, less than interesting characters that are more caricatures, but not even as good of caricatures as someone like Bluto from Animal House. Right. Uh, it it's like Porky's and the these kind of sex comedies. It's you know sexy comedies. Right. Of its of its type. R rated sex comedies. Right. Definitely. These kind of went out of vogue pretty much near the, this is kind of like the end of that. Uh, what I think the, I mean, you got revenge of the nerds is right. another one. Um, uh, even, even weird science in a way, kind of, kind of, I don't want anyone like yelling at me for gro- roping in weird science into this, but right. it's that sex comedy, right? It wasn't until American pie and, uh, old school road trip, Euro trip, like the, the late, like the early 2000s when uh, National Lampoon's Van Wilder, yep. like this style of comedy came back. Right. And even then, look back at American Pie and Van Wilder and Road Trip and Your Trip. Those movies are a little funnier compared to, like they they hold up a little better because right. they're newer. Now you have stuff like uh, Office Christmas Party. I think that's what I would compare this to the most. Yeah, I could see that. You could, or, or, like, or like Bad Moms almost. Yes. You know, yeah, like yeah. that type of like, that that's ensemble i'm doing quotes a lot today but like an ensemble film but it's like it's a raunchy it's a raunchier darker not dark humor but i think what sets apart the new stuff from something like bachelor party here is the uh, i mean using cinema cinematic analysis terms it's the male gaze these sex comedies of the past were strictly made for dudes there's Mm -hmm. i mean now, granted, there is a go-go dancing scene where the ladies go see some male strippers. Right. And there's more of that than, like, the lady strippers. But Definitely, actually. I, for the most part, I, uh, old movies like Animal House and whatnot are very male. 
Yeah. Or I guess that's the target audience. You listing off Revenge of the Nerds and Porky's and yeah. all those and Animal House, those movies are very much so geared towards guys. You can yeah. tell in just the tone. They have like a subtle romantic subplot, yeah. almost as yeah. if it was for like if the dude brought his, his girlfriend date. and his dates. Yeah, so I guess sh- I like that. It's just very, very, very dude centric. Yeah. And now you got something like Office Christmas Party or Bad Moms in particular. Actually, I kind of liked Bad Moms. Oh, Bad Moms Christmas as well. Yeah. It's uh, those are geared towards more than a general audience of dudes, right? right? They they open up the doors to, hey, uh, uh, bridesmaids would be another oh, example of like, yeah. hey, ladies can be raunchy too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Pretty definitely. much half of Melissa McCarthy's library, I think, <laughs> at this point. Um, but that's that's now, this is then. And, and this movie is, it's datedly paced. It's... I don't want to just like overly criticize this movie because I actually do have quite an, a few nice things to say. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. But um, yeah, I, I had never seen this. So this is my first time experiencing it. And whew. you could argue if we're going to be talking about some of the negative side of it, mm-hmm. if you if we, if we want to kind of focus and start there, we will. Slide, you know, I, I, like you said, you got a lot of positive things about it. And there's definitely some that I have as well in it um, just throughout it that I did find fun or entertaining, but it is going along that line of being dated. There's a lot of just tropes in it. You know, what we would consider to be tropes nowadays. It's yeah. the, it's the cliche. Like we called some of them. We did. Like, <laughs> like this is like, going to happen. And then it did, except for the one joke that didn't <laughs> did happen. happen. Oh. Did, oh. If anybody rewatched this or anybody was going to rewatch it, there's a there's a moment where it's just before the launch into the party nights. Yep. And Tom Hanks and, as Rick, Rick. and uh, uh, Debbie, his girlfriend, yep. are in bed together. And they're having this moment of, you know, promise me you won't do anything. And I won't, baby. It's only you. And and it's not he's being very genuine. Yeah. He's not. This, he's not the oh, it's only you, babe. It's yeah, not he, that. But he's not. Uh, he's not Bradley Cooper from <laughs> The Hangover. Um, it, and there's this saxophone score playing and it builds and it builds and it gets louder and then they both kind of lay there staring off into the distance and he reaches over and for a split second I thought he was going to turn the radio off and stop the music cold right and and when he didn't I said to you I was like oh man if that that would have I would have been fine that, that yep. joke would have won me over through and through and they didn't but then the scene kept going and they and, opened their eyes again because they had fallen they had gone yeah, to sleep yeah. and I thought for sure one of them was going to go hey turn that darn music down and then the, no they didn't that and was the missed miss joke but we did call several of these jokes where, definitely because we know the cliches are like you see my car down there yep. you got the you got the what did you said the guy's so 80s he called okay so there's a the the the, the antagonist mm-hmm. of the film i guess you could you could argue that's who it is <laughs> yeah, yeah. him along as the father of uh debbie mm-hmm. uh debbie's father is an antagonist and then cole is this blonde haired sportsman like hello there Debbie, how are you and like <laughs> yes. buddy buddy with her dad and her yes. dad loves him of course because mm-hmm. he's also a preppy jock who's rich beyond his means and is good at sports and has perfect manners and just like <laughs> he walks in like they're 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 having a dining or they're having like a dinner um or like a like a afternoon snack or something like that after tennis. Uh, after playing tennis in the backyard and tom hanks of course is just this goofball who's not who doesn't care he doesn't he's not trying to be something he's not and is being ridiculous and and they're sitting at the table and then the door opens and shuts in the background and in walks the Cole, Cole. which I just went, oh my God, it's the, oh, that's, that's this character, isn't it? And his whole goal is that he wants to marry Debbie. And of course, Debbie's father is all for it. And he's just trying to buy Tom Hanks's character, Rick, off constantly. He tries to buy him off. Then he tries to kill him with a crossbow. He tries to kill him. him. Then he literally kidnaps Debbie, slings her over his shoulder, and runs away with her. <laughs> in like a, in like a city work, workman's truck. Here's the thing. It, were they trying to... Have you ever seen What's Up, Doc? The uh, Barbra Streisand movie? Yeah, yeah once. So uh, that's a screwball comedy in in the style of, of uh, like Billy Wilder movies of mm-hmm. the black and white era. And uh, so it's an homage to that very classic cartoonish ridiculous zinger one-liners uh very you know farcical like uh, like noises off one of your favorites right and i felt like this movie wanted to go into that territory but whoever executed it was not the right person to do it because that throwing her throwing debbie over his shoulder and running for it and stealing the the service vehicle and the guys laying the cones right there was some other like super cartoony stuff like that but it 
There's cartoony sound effects in this movie. It's another one of those films that we've watched on this list that actually (laughs) has cartoony sound effects in it at one point. But it wasn't enough of that. Enough of that. Like, I don't think they leaned enough into that level of ridiculousness. Because it felt like they were trying to toe the line of wanting to make that kind of goofy, cartoony, zany comedy. Mm -hmm. But... Also, borderlining slightly on homage farce parody, like almost kind of making fun of some of that, but not like airplane making fun of where it was obviously, yeah, like they're just kind of like, they they keep dipping their toe in like, wouldn't it be funny if, oh, he's in a truck instead of a car, you know, like, and there's a guy in the back dropping the cones down constantly and hitting on the early 80s. R-rated films, Porky's, Porky's stuff like which that. it's funny because the guy who wrote this film mm-hmm. also wrote Police Academy. He oh, created Police oh, Academy. Jeez, he oh, also created. How did that feel for you? Right? Oh my goodness! For those created. of you out there who have watched <laughs> or listened to another podcast, uh, Franchise Franchise, we watched all the Police Academy films. Oh my god! It, it killed the series. <laughs> it did. It stopped the. It stopped the podcast. Um, he also, <laughs> but he, he also wrote uh, Real Genius. Uh, oh, the Val oh with Val movie. Kilmer. Yeah. Pre-Val Kilmer. Pre-Val Kilmer. wasn't his name yet. No. Uh, also wrote Look Who's Talking 2. T-O-O. Yep. Classic 80s. Classic. And The Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, the VHS series from the mid-90s. You know how, like, some directors go from one thing to another and you're like, <laughs> did no one do a background check on this guy? <laughs> he wrote two of them. And I've seen the two that he wrote because I was- you collect them I, all. I collected them. He has a whole I, shelf I here. Them. Don't talk about my shrine to Mary Kate. It's very weird. Not Ashley. No, I don't like Ashley. Ashley. Just Mary Kate. (laughs) (laughs) That got weird. But not as weird as some of the choices they made in this, like the Hindu pimp. The and, Hindu uh, pimp is weird with the, like the nine foot tall bodyguard. bodyguard. Like it doesn't come into play. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't. You said there's a sequel. I remembered Michael Rappaport's in it, but I've not seen it, nor do I have a desire to see it, nor do I have a desire to like. I could take this movie as is uh-huh. and rewrite it and make it better. Yeah. With with pr- kind of very little work to it. I'm not volunteering to do that. I'm okay. just saying there is the semblance of a good idea here that because uh, we have movies like this where you have the the reluctant protagonist who is surrounded by his idiot friends right. who are just bonkers. So the Hangover is the first Hangover yes. is a really good movie. It's a really good, the, solid film. The second and third one are more in this category. Yeah, yeah. Um, Road Trip, um, uh, Breckenmeyer uh, yep. accidentally sending the tape to his girlfriend. They have to travel across the country to stop the tape from getting there. This is pre-email, folks. I know, right? Uh, Euro Trip Physical is another one. mail. Uh, so there, there is a, a type of this movie that could exist, and I don't, I don't know. I'm not, again, I'm not. <laughs> suggesting we remake this movie by any capacity. I'm just saying. Probably best. <laughs> there is some okay stuff here. It's just not execute all that. Intro- like when it started and they're introducing the main characters, the, yep. his best friends, basically. I, I immediately thought like, wow, they are introducing these characters way better than Mazes and Monsters did. Oh, yes. <laughs> because we got Tom Hanks immediately. We got to know who his goofy character is. Yep. And then we got to meet his four friends. And then we got to meet his brother, and then we got to meet another guy, yeah. and then it just kept they going just kept and just kept introducing people. people. It's like, no, no, just stop, just stop, just just give us it's like, oh, four characters, no, five, six. Okay, yeah, because once the because once the uh, once the women once the bridal party went to the um the the strip club, yeah, and then the guy behind the bar calls Tom Hanks in his room. That's and another he, guy. Yeah, and he's and he's just like, hey, when, like Tom Hanks is like, hey, when are you when are you gonna get here? And it's just <laughs> I'm working on my Tom Hanks impersonation. We're getting there. This is the early '80s Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's not the like modern day Tom Hanks. There's a difference. Uh, this is when his voice didn't break, apparently. Um, but like, like when they called him, and he's like, "When he's when are you going to get here?" I'm sitting there going, "Like another character, another one, huh?" Okay, when is this guy going to come into play? It, and not to say that can't work, because again, to think of the Hangover, they do. It's a series of events. It's very uh, um, random. Go from here to here to here to here. Right. Meet a new character. Meet a new character. Meet a new character. So it's not impossible to construct a script like that. No. But when everyone is a feathered haired, either blonde or brunette white guy, they all just start looking the same. It took me until like the last <laughs> 20 minutes to remember who, what character was what character because they are all identical. And I don't know if that's just 
the the sign of the times. I, there's a lot of sign of the times here. I have a question for yes. you. Yes. So last week we discussed that apparently Madison wasn't a name until S- Splash made it a name. Right. Uh, apparently, uh, one of our uh, listeners did suggest that maybe Billy Madison helped popularize oh, the yep. name Madison. Yep. I don't subscribe to that. I'm afraid that I don't think Billy Madison <laughs> of all movies would allow would lead people to go you know what i should name my daughter madison yeah that's not the movie you walk away with with the feelings of your child Uh, but we we did learn that in 1984 apparently madison wasn't a very common name i've learned in 1984 that for bachelor parties you don't get strippers you get literal hookers you get actual hookers yeah wait what that was that that was a thing that was apparently a thing well there was a lot of things that i didn't realize i apparently i mean i've i've done a couple of bachelor parties in my time with some of my friends did you get hookers? apparently did it all wrong we didn't have any hookers Mm -hmm. we didn't have any strippers Mm -hmm. um we didn't have a table of cocaine and pills. <laughs> you uh, didn't sneak a donkey in? We didn't have a donkey in a donkey show. Uh, we didn't get a live band to play at there. We also didn't rent a hotel room where the door was just open and complete random strangers who were walking in groups apparently. Hey, we were walking by. by. Yeah, like, we're, hey, can we come in? It sounds like fun in there. Yeah, cooks on Ooh. the left, hookers on the right. Ooh. Never. You, you did that. Uh, you did bring it up. And I didn't think we could talk about it on the show. So let's tiptoe around this. Um, I said donkey show. You did say donkey show. So uh, Clerks 2, if you are aware, will also explain what this is. Because remember, Um, this is a... This is a clean show. We try to keep it clean here, despite this do, being an R-rated you, film. So let's uh, let's let's ask this question as uh, as 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 PG as possible. Yes, I don't know that. Is there really a group of people who'd like to stand around and watch a woman have relations with? A donkey. And that large of a group of people. Like, cheering her on. Right. Made up of complete strangers. It's not like it's like a small collective yeah, clique like, like of people. Like a fetishy, like a right. weird group of like skeezy, yeah, don't like, make eye contact kind of guys. This was sure. no. this was a group of like 40, 50 complete strangers. It was like, yeah. And they were all Several okay. Dogs, like, yes, this is happening. That's, Everybody was fine with it. That's, uh, you know, I'll believe that they can hang a dude out of a window by some bed sheets and then he can fall. <laughs> ten land stories. Ass first on a car and be perfectly fine. Now, I've ten stories. But I refuse to believe <laughs> that that many people would stand around in a hotel room and cheer on a woman to get <laughs> by a donkey. But you know what? You know what, TC? What do I know? The only thing... That can top that. Yes. Is the fact that I have now seen a donkey OD on cocaine. <laughs> well, there were a lot of pills on the table. I don't think I need to watch any movies ever again. That's it. They That's, broke me. It's Citizen I've Kane. I've seen it all. And then, and then Bachelor, Bachelor Party. Party. But only the donkey scene. <laughs> That's it. I don't need any. I don't need to see anything more. Uh, the <laughs> This movie, it's so... I, okay, and and this is the main thing I, I try to do with all of these podcast or all these movies that we're going to watch is what I did for all the Disney ones back in the day and all the AFI ones mm-hmm. after like the first ten fifteen. Um, we I always try to watch these movies with a complete and open mind, right? And I always do try to see the good in them, and I try to see what they brought, what you know, the era, the set, you know, like look at the time that it was in mm-hmm. and all that, and try to keep it very open and positive and ha- and and just kind of yeah, open minded. Right. This movie challenged me a little bit actually <laughs> and i i'm still trying to figure out what it is and why and and, and what about it because i do like 80s movies mm-hmm. i grew up watching all the movies we've already mentioned porky's and animal house and police revenge academy and revenge yeah. of the nerds and i've watched all of those movies so i'm a little not tainted but maybe desensitized <laughs> for those and like i like those movies they're fun i haven't watched a lot of them in 15 years so i might watch them nowadays and be like oh boy this is terrible this is problematic yes <laughs> i don't oh that's uh that's a little bit racist right there yeah, um I, I, comedy has evolved i think that our our sensibilities of filmmakers have evolved yeah. since seeing the movies we've saw as children. This this is what made the Disney podcast fun. This is what a lot of the movies on this list are going to be fun for is returning to them. Yep. I have previously done a podcast called The Rewatchman where we did that. We would find movies that we had strong opinions about that we haven't seen in a long time and rewatch them. Now, neither of us have seen this before, but looking at it from the perspective of raunchy 80s sex comedies, uh, this is definitely a lesser one. I, I get now why this isn't 
referenced in lists like Police Academy and Revenge yeah. of the Nerds and and what have you. Um, because this it's it's not bad. Like this movie's not no, awful. It's it not was not awful. unwatchable. We're we're definitely criticizing it. It's because, not mazes and monsters. <laughs> no. And, and the thing is that like I'm I'm getting a lot of this criticism out of the way now because I have like I said, a lot of good to say. It's all about Tom. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what this podcast is about. And yes, we are just sitting every week. We just sit down and glorify how good or great he is. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll get to that. But just little, little things about this movie to to continue. Like, how old are these guys? Like oh, I know. Thirties and forties. They like, look like they're they they have to be. Well, the one is a, the one is a dent or the one is a flat out doctor. Full doctor. Yeah, full his older brother has his own doctor. practice. Yeah. So he's got to be minimum. He's got to be in his early 40s. The the mechanic guy seemed rather like in his 40s. The thing is that this movie would probably have worked way better if they were in their 20s. If this was a college age cast. But these are all grown ass men. And I do want to address the casting in this film. Mm -hmm. I do want to discuss that. I just have a note. How old are these a-holes? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because... And this does segue into or will will connect into Tom's performance in this film Mm -hmm. and what he did with it. But I'm going to be honest and upfront. And it was 10 minutes into this film and I wrote this note down. I don't think Tom Hanks should have been the part he played. Really? It did not feel. Now, here's and here's the thing. Okay. And this is where I was a little conflicted. And I could I looked at it at two different points of view. Number one point of view was that. I know Tom Hanks now. Mm-hmm. I know his big, his grander body of work. And this particular movie, despite it being from the 80s, Tom Hanks, who did comedies, who did dark comedies, who did, you know, was physical. Mm-hmm. This part does not feel like a Tom Hanks role. Well, this yeah, this film feels you actually jokingly made that comment when it's when they cut to his apartment and he's making dinner and yeah. he's like ad libbing and cooking. You oh, made a comment yeah. like, is that Bill Murray? No joke. I pictured that role, his role, being portrayed by Bill Murray or uh, Steve Gutenberg. Oh, Steve Gutenberg. Right? Yeah. But you look at the time, look at the era look that it's era, in, and yeah. you look at the type of humor and the delivery and the dialogue. And he's a bit of an a-hole. Right. And that's why I'm sitting there going like, that, that is those guys' types of characters. Mm-hmm. Not Tom Hanks. Splash is Tom Hanks' character. That's the type of characters he plays and he does really, really well. There's still funny moments in there. There's still some physical humor. There's shouting and there's, there's you know, there's there's funny moments. Mm-hmm. But there is a, it's softer. It's not, he's a good guy. This movie, he is a good guy, but he is a good guy a-hole, basically. He's, he's the least a-hole of them all. Right. Um, oh, yeah. The rest of his friends are way worse than he is. <laughs> it's a, like, okay, so let's let's keep going on this. this is, I think that this script is fine yeah uh but it's good like it's really good when tom hanks is performing like he performs all his dialogue well and i'll address your recasting of bill murray if if he he performs the dialogue well if not playing this very immature putz right uh, he reminded me i've been referencing these other more contemporary movies of this ilk it's a bit like uh justin long from accepted if you've ever seen that where he makes the fake college yeah i think that's the sort of character Tom Hanks is not a malicious dickhead. Right. Pardon me. No. <laughs> yeah. I've referenced. Well, you just censored that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, uh, it's his name is Rick. Oh, that's he's right. Not a, he's not a Rickhead. Oh, you, oh, you yeah. said Rickhead. Rickhead. Oh, Rickhead. oh okay. Okay. Yes. yes. Uh, so it's like <laughs> I referenced, uh, I said road trip earlier with Brecken Meyer's character, yeah. the main character from uh, um, Scotty from Euro trip. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, when Cole showed up, and up to that point, we're, you know, 10 minutes in the movie. Yeah. So I was like, oh, imagine a young Vince Vaughn from Wedding Crashers playing out the plot of Owen Wilson from Wedding Crashers. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because Cole would be the Brad, uh, Bradley Cooper character. Yeah. Um, did I say Brad Pitt earlier? I meant Bradley Cooper. No, I, I think you said Bradley Cooper earlier. Um, but it's a- uh, There's no way to know. There's no way to know. There's no one No one caught me saying- Nope. <laughs> so Tom Hanks is playing against- type yeah but we have to try to erase what we know he will do right and that's where i struggled with it because i want because i immediately went that's not who tom this is not the type of character tom hanks plays right but then i went 
but he's at his point in his career where he doesn't know that yet. Yeah. Right. He hasn't. He he's trying it. Like he's legitimately like, sure, why not? I'll try that type of character. We and, have his four films now. Yeah. And we know he did Bosom Buddies. Yeah. Right. And I think. Though I did comment and say, boy, who's he trying to tap into? Bill Murray. Right. He probably was, but uh, he did it well. Oh, he still yeah. delivered every, every one-liner he has in this movie connects. He oh, delivers absolutely. every one of his one-liners to give me a smile on my face or even make me chuckle a few mm-hmm. times. Nobody else gave me that in this movie. No, no one else had delivered whatever one-liner was on the page as well as Tom Hanks did in yeah. this. And I feel like the 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 drugged out depressed friend with who's talking who's talking about the, the Brian who came uh, Brad. and joined, Brad or whatever yeah. yeah who came and joined him who was just who wanted to kill himself the entire time I felt like there was a couple moments in the movie where he was supposed to be comedic and oh he was yeah supposed to get yeah. a laugh the, and every time except for the bathtub scene when Tom, <laughs> when Tom Hanks pulls the drain and there's no water in it and he and his and Brad goes to like drown himself again and he just point mm. yeah into it he goes ow like <laughs> that was funny. But there's a couple other moments that even happened, and we both had it. it was like right after he shows up and he offers the pill yeah. and he takes it and he makes some sort of comment and there was supposed to be a joke. Mm-hmm. And we both sat in just silence. fell flat. And, and I was just like, oh, that was supposed to be fu-. In my head, I'm like, that was supposed to be funny. Like, imagine this script. Keep Tom Hanks in his role, but now fill this whole cast out with even like 80s era SNL cast members. Okay. Get, get uh, Michael C. Hall, uh, not Michael C. Hall, Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. Okay. Get, um, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy in a role. You know, this would be before he completely blew up as a, as a performer. Yeah. Um, get Martin Short in there. Get get some of the 80s era. Get Joe Piscopo in there, right? Let him play the brother. Joe, the, yeah, yeah, the brother. Yeah, that'd be a good casting. Get, get, uh, get um, uh, John Candy. Get Michael McKean. Get Christopher Guest. Martin get, Short could be the, the the nerdy mustache guy who ends up going to get pick up the hookers who ends up having the, the night with the, the tryst with the, the man. with the man woman. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, like that would arm. I can already picture those actors portraying those characters and doing a much better job with the material they and, were given. And, and now, now imagine that and keeping Tom Hanks in in the role because he played. He's only that sort of crazy bus driver, reckless. He's he's kind of a jerk when he's at his future in law's house, just yeah. cranking the tennis balls out. And yeah, trying to feed the dog that isn't there. Like, right, he's being a putz. But then after that, he doesn't want to sleep with anyone. He just wants his wife to be. That's who he's in love with. And and he plays the the nice guy rather well. If he had been surrounded by a more capable cast of comedians, right? This movie would have would be in the league of Animal House and yeah. Police Academy and whatnot. So then, really, does that mean it's coming down to it's it's the cast themselves? Yeah, I think so because okay. I I do think there is a script here that in a better cast's hand and honestly a better director's hand i don't i don't i didn't look up what else this director has done but it was real genius fun. and look who's <laughs> oh, okay well, oh i thought you said right oh well, it was the same, same writer guy. director yeah and actually it's brothers who wrote it oh gosh yeah brother who's a guy who the, the one brother i think is a producer and he's done stuff that we know as well oh uh, well, yes but it, i digress <clears throat> i think that uh, tom hanks he he's the lead of this movie and splash. He was the lead of the movie with some good supporting characters right. in this. He has no support. I, I, yes, there's characters written to be his supporting cast, but he doesn't have any, and he doesn't right. connect with anyone in this movie. It's him and Debbie. Like those, yeah. those, that's the connection that happens in this movie. It's funny, really, because like I, I looked up a lot of this cast online, uh, just kind of seeing what else they've done, and I because I've recognized a couple people as they were going through, but it's made up of a cast except for Tom Hanks that really didn't do a ton of stuff. Like nobody had the same star power as Tom Hanks. He is the breakout person in this. Mm-hmm. I got excited because uh, Tina, um, Rick's brother's wife, Rick's sister sister in law, yeah. the you know is is uh, Linda from. Um, uh, from Back to the Back Future, to the future. <laughs> I got, like Marty's sister. I got super excited. I went, oh, I've never actually seen her in anything, anything. <laughs> else but Back to the Future. But like, you know, like nobody else really blew up. They all have had careers and some mm-hmm. of them do still act too, like in, but in smaller things or yeah, lots so of independent Debbie stuff. Debbie was even on like a CSI here and right. there and she's on some new show now. But right. like, yeah, no one broke out of here like Tom Hanks did. No. Um uh, and, and a credit to him, once again, this is if uh, we looked at Mazes and Monsters, yep. the scene where he meets the friends, it's an it's an uncut single take. 
a lot of the scenes in here are uncut and Tom Hanks is leading the scene right. when he's he's the one timing all the jokes. He's the one cracking all the one-liners in uncut, longer takes. Even this young in his career, I, I always point to that, even to this day, if I watch TV shows, even garbage TV shows mm-hmm. that you might not give a second thought to, uncut takes like that, full scenes without even moving the camera – that's a credit to those actors to perform those those that dialogue and those scenes uh, effectively and not letting it <clears throat> be found in the edit. Right. Which and it's it's something to note that Tom Hanks did have uh, he did do a lot of plays in college theater background. Uh, yeah. He has a theater background, so I mean he is from that that career, which a lot of like the greatest actors that we know from the last 20, 30 years, even mm-hmm. all have like, they went to Juilliard, they went to Harvard, they had, you know, they, they acted on the you know, Royal Queens, Royal, Royal stage, whatever it is over in Europe, like, like the equivalent, like they, they did a lot of theater. So they were, they knew and they had to, they had to teach themselves how to just keep going and roll with it and continue those long. Cause there was no camera cutting. Nobody right. said, stop, let's it's, do it again. It's a, it, for those who might not have experienced the difference between stage acting and screen acting is very different. It's very acting for the camera is very different than acting for the stage. And Tom Hanks right here, he's proven. Now you're, you were saying, right. This does not feel like a character. Right. Play. And so erasing what we know he can do and just looking at what he's done. Mm-hmm. So we've had uh, his very small role in uh, He Knows, <laughs> he knows you're, you're Alone. We've seen him have a nervous <clears throat> breakdown in Mazes and Monsters. And then we saw him lead Splash. Mm-hmm. I think this makes sense as as far as his trajectory as, a, as an actor goes. Right. I would bet, and there's probably an easy way to figure this out, looking on Wikipedia or whatnot, this movie was sitting on a shelf and maybe hearing the buzz of what Splash was going to do, knowing that that was going to probably be a big hit. Mm-hmm. Whatever studio was sitting on this movie was like, hey, we can release this now right off the coat. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that sort of thing happens all the time. I, um, uh, Chris Hemsworth had two movies sitting on a shelf for years. Cabin in the Woods was one of them. Cabin in the Woods believe, right? and Red Dawn. Oh, that's right. Red and Dawn, the when remake. He, when he became Thor, when it, he was in the Avengers, then they released those movies. Right. And it was like, oh, hey, we got a Chris Hemsworth movie sitting around. Let's yeah. stick it out there. I would. I have a, a, a guess that maybe that is potentially what happened with this. That it was yeah. a, because both those, because both splash and this movie came out in 84 and they came out, uh, according to IMDb, mm-hmm. uh, splash was March 9th of 90 of 84. And then uh, this, I believe is June 9th or June 6th of 84 okay. or so June 29th or something like if, that. If they were doing pre-screenings, if, if some buzz was going around about yep. Tom Hanks and, and splash, I mean, think about the fact that and we're going back to splash here, Ron Howard, his directorial feature debut, there would have been some buzz around that. Oh, absolutely. And so there would have been talk around the town of this movie coming out and how, oh, I've seen that new Splash movie, little Ronnie Howard, he knows what he's doing. That Tom Hanks is really good in it. That could lead to something like this getting released on a grander scale. Right. As opposed to something that might have, you know, end up on, I don't know, VHS, if VHS even existed in 84. <laughs> it might have been Betamax at this time. Oh, yeah. If I recall correctly, if anybody out there can remind me. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, I would not be surprised. I definitely would not be surprised because it's, this movie definitely had a, I don't know, it looks like it would, have, oh, I don't know. And that could just be a testament to the way that Ron Howard made Splash. Mm-hmm. But this film definitely looks like it had a smaller budget. Yeah. It looked yeah. like, it looks like it was a little more rougher on the edges. Like maybe they only got a couple takes, but each, maybe each moment, each scene and boom, they were done moving on. There's some weird close-ups on people unnecessarily. Oh, man, I don't know why. <laughs> that You pointed that out a couple times. There's one on Linda in particular. I'm like, why did they frame that so closely yeah. as though they were going to reveal her in some crazy costume? Yep. No, they never no, did. They didn't. Just they just uh, <laughs> they just left it as as is. So, so yeah. This hmm, uh, well, looking at my notes here, that uh, I, uh, again we have that wonderful saxophone music. Oh my goodness, play. that wonderful <laughs> that wonderful eighties saxophone and electric keys. I will be music. so happy when we're out of this era and we don't have the. <sighs> we have a we have a handful of more movies to see before we're uh, out of this era. You know, let's let's get back get into the mid two thousands and we can get that that saxophone sound that. 
You know that sexy sax man? Guys, I am just excited for the day when we can get to the dramatic Inception music. That's what I'm going for. Well, we want we, we kind of started talking about Tom Hanks' performance. Why don't we get into Tom's general? Is there do you have more notes about his oh, performance sure, itself? Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you okay? So now, what do you think about? So yeah, I, I agree. Like I agree with what you were saying that taking it out of context of um of what we movies, know what we know of yeah. him and what he's going to do eventually and the types of movies that he does really really well at putting him in this era it is a natural evolution from the films that we've come that that's come before it mm-hmm. you can see that he is favoring more comedies you can see that he well, I, mean, I guess we don't really have a... Well, we do. We have Mazes and Monsters is our drama, dramatic, yeah. our dramatic role. Um, he knows your lawn doesn't count. Like, at this point, we have Splash as a, as a point of reference in terms of, like, what the pop culture... What the, what the world saw. Right. Uh, I think that he he's proving himself very funny. It, it's it's making more and more sense to me why he's hosted Saturday Night Live so many times. That yes. he's, he's up there uh, as one of the most uh, appearances. Right. Right. Uh, Hosting SNL because he's he is very very capable of different styles of comedy at this point. The, the, his character in Splash is not is not really much like Rick from Bachelor Party. However, what he's better at is what we know him for. When mm-hmm. it comes down to not wanting to be involved with the hookers and just letting his friends have a good time and and trying to connect with Debbie, like those sweeter moments when he's being the the romantic male lead, right? He's better at that, but yep. I still think he's pretty good at the goofy, slapsticky, fawn around, yelling like the the egg beater. I don't know <laughs> what that gag was, but he he sold that I've, gag really well. I've seen that gag in another movie. I swear. <laughs> Is that like a Groucho Marx situation well, here? I swear. I honestly, and I don't mean to be stuck on Bill Murray, but I swear I've seen Bill Murray do that gag in another movie. Mm-hmm. You know, him using it as a tool, or you know, and it's supposed to be like a, it's supposed to be a sex. It's supposed to be a supposed to be a sex toy, TC. Oh, does that make sense it now? So much makes sense now. As much as that sentence did, I know. That I right? just spoke. I'm just I'm befuddled. <laughs> it so makes such much sense now. <laughs> but Tom Hanks playing the likable guy. He's very good, at, and he's doing things that are coming natural to him because we're seeing some of his isms. He juggled again in this. Yeah, he just did. just being charming and juggling. That wasn't in the script. It probably wasn't in the script for Splash either, but he did it in his, hey, oh, I'm, I'm in a good mood. Look at me juggling. Right, and right. He, he does it again it'll in be, this. It'll be fun to watch and see how many more times he does that because it's it's never something I've ever actually picked up on or seen, but I'm curious to see if he does it. Like, see, that's just a thing now. You were looking forward to Tom Hanks peeing as a, as a trope I was of Tom really, Hanks. And you know what? He got in the bathroom, this guy, this movie. He waited. This movie, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, he's not going to be able to pee. Or he's going to have a problem with peeing. He's going to have a thing with it. He's going to have to pee multiple times. He didn't, and I'm very sad that this is not Bachelor Peeting. Uh, Bachelor peeing. <laughs> That's it. I'm getting water. What? Oh, no, you're gone. Oh, man. Do you have to pee? No. Okay, well. Just getting my water. Okay, good. Uh, but... <laughs> But yeah, there is a where it's it's you're starting to see those little things that he he does and that he does really really well. And I do agree that he does he does the romantic everyday guy like mm-hmm. the everyday man. He does that part really really well. That's we that's where he shines the most. And it's those moments and you see those moments in this film. You definitely do. Yeah. Um, it was nice and it was funny because now that I'm looking at it, yeah, you made that comment earlier that there is a point in the film where he kind of stops being the a hole, the crazy bus driver. Yeah, right? and he becomes like a normal person. Like, really, once the bachelor party kicks in well, here, once he's like basically the ringleader for the bachelor yeah. party, and that's that's when he stops playing the kind of some of the more edgier stuff he was doing at the very beginning. The guy who pulls up in the bus and hits on the nun and goes off is not the character we see later. And this and that's normal for movies that have character arcs. He just kind of abruptly shifts into yes. that. Um, the one playing tennis with the in-laws is not the same guy who's at the party. It's very inconsistent. And that's why I think it's the cast that was, that harmed this movie the most, because if, if Tom had had a better supporting cast of better, more capable actors who could make better comedic choices, Mm -hmm. um, I think that he, he would, all those little, he carried this whole film. Yeah. Um, 
and as well as he could for a movie that's I don't think I would ever return to. <laughs> no, and that's definitely something when it comes to the ranking that um, well, we might briefly touch on. But uh, yeah, it's it's not uh, it's definitely not a favorite of mine. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> Get what I mean. Say what I mean. Say what I mean. You know that, what I mean? Know what I mean? I, say I, no more, I, say no more? Yeah, I do. I, I don't know. If I keep poking you, does Stop that it. Leave me alone. That tickles. Uh, so I, I was wondering if this falls into the cinematic Tom Hanks universe we were, we've been building. We didn't really talk about it last week. <clears throat> we didn't, actually. That's funny. But, but he um, mentioned something in this movie. We both we both, we both uh, we per- responded to we're that. Like, we're three out of four now. Yes. Three out of four movies in this filmography, Tom Hanks, there is a mention. Yep. Uh, or a uh, or specifically taking place in New York mm-hmm. or the World Trade Center, well, the World Trade Center specifically. Specifically, we're three for three. We're now. Three for three. Three for four. Right, three for four. Three yeah. for four. Because in in Mazes and Monsters, the the finale yeah. ends up with him. JJ, what am I doing here? Um, <laughs> in Splash. In Splash, we discussed about the poster, mm-hmm. being the poster artwork, and they, they, there's a scene where they're actually outside of the Twin Towers at one point. I believe they're driving by it, and then and in this, this movie, he start- makes a comment that he hasn't when they're in the strip club and. The, the male dancer uh, who is Rick the Dick. Rick the Dick. No, wait, is that? No, nope, that's name? not his name. His name's it's, Rick. It's it's. Oh my goodness, what is the character's name? Uh, Wong the Dong. No. Uh. Um. Oh man, I'm not going to be able to find it fast enough for it to be worthwhile. Well, he pulls out his his unit. His unit. His very well endowedness. Yep. You called the thud. I called the thud because uh, it's Nick. It's Nick. Nick the Dick. The dick. Thank you. Um, I was so off. You were you were nowhere near in the ballpark. I wanted to say dong. Oh, that's why you said dong. I did, <laughs> but uh, he, pulls it out. he pulls it out, and uh, Tom Hanks's character is very impressed by it. And his comment was, and I wrote it down. What was it? It was that uh, I haven't been that excited since they. Nope. I, 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 and I was impressed by the World Trade Center. Yep. So <laughs> there's this thread. And I get it. I understand that it's the early '80s, and the World Trade Center had only been open at this point for less than ten years. I think it was '76, '78, '77, mm-hmm. something like that that it opened up. Mm-hmm. I, I forgive me if I'm if I'm off by that, but I'm, I know it's sometime in the mid to late '70s. I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still a new thing. It's a big thing. <laughs> uh, the World Trade Center, that is. Um, but uh, it's it's just fascinating how these. Three movies within two years of each other. Three very different movies. Right. All and it's Tom Hanks continue to have a connection to the World Trade Center in them. So is this his character from Mazes and Monsters? <laughs> That's my suggestion because so he's, he's just, been there. He's just been there. He and, would have been impressed by it. And now he's his friends abandoned him. Right. So then he you know he's moved on with his life. He's moved on. He's adapted a new lifestyle. He's a little crazy now because he snapped when he yeah. when he was playing just a D&D. little, just a little. Right. So that's why he's a little off and different with his character. Mm-hmm. And now he's moved on. He found a girl and he's finding her. And in that moment, that that moment of realization when he <laughs> saw Nick the Dick's unit right it's really hard not to say stuff on this podcast <laughs> to try to keep it clean but when he saw that like there was this flashback in his head and he was and just I like i was impressed was by that yeah so and, and this he, does take place in la we don't know where he ended yeah, up robbie left the east coast to move to the west he went coast to the west coast and he's yeah. living out there now there you go that's but uh, this is part of the greater tom, tom hanks universe cinematic universe, cinematic universe. <laughs> Gang, I hope you're. I hope you're like strapped in because this is going to be a thing that's going to happen. We're, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Now there is. So okay, is is Bachelor Party a good? Is Bachelor Party a great movie? No, no, it no, is not that, a great film. Um, it's it does pay tribute. It does fit like fall in line with other movies of this type, like we've already discussed from the era. Um, so. I just think it's trying way too hard. Yes. In a lot of respects. And that, uh, once again, I will will go to the cast and say it falls a lot on the cast of trying way too hard in this movie. Um, They're doing like wild takes that just don't make sense. And and there's Tom Hanks trying to ground it and carry this film and and doing a a much better job than any of them. So it's it is funny. The one liners do work when they're being delivered. So it's good. Right. Um, but it's not great. Um, 
So I guess where would you rank this in the movies? Subtle <laughs> and slow. Just and I knew that's where you were going slowly. with it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's no it? Animal House. This it's is no, no animal, animal House. No. And I've uh, I thought about that while we were watching it, and I about halfway through it. Once I realized what we were doing, I mean, obviously, I know the premise of the film just by the description of it. Right. It's about a bachelor party. About a bachelor party. Yeah. It's about a group of, of all the movies we've watched <laughs> on this list so far. Yeah, there we for go. Those you oh, might right. not know, we are going to rank our Tom Hanks movies. Yes. I, I should have just like gone all into it. I was just trying to be <laughs> grapple with my thoughts. So we are going to take all the movies we watch. We're watching them in groups of eight At this eight, time yes. because eight sounds like Hanks. Yes. So it's what the top Hanks? Movies, movies. We're working on it. Yeah, um, we'll get to it so by like the fourth eight of the four movies we've watched so far. We've agreed on the on the order of the three. We have Splash at yep. the top, Maze and Monsters, and he knows you're alone. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, where do you place this? So I thought about it, and like I said, about halfway through the film, I realized I'm like, okay, so this is what this type of movie is. Mm-hmm. This is what it's going to be, and I had a. St- I had a suspicion it wasn't going to get any better. It wasn't going to pull out some magical like bass <laughs> and just be like, Boo, if they had turned the radio off and cut that music off, it would have yes. gone up a whole like level for me, yes. another grade level. Yeah. Unfortunately, didn't do any didn't of do that. Yep. And uh, but it's, again, it's not a bad film. It's not horrible. Can we recreate that scene? Just the two of us in bed together, <laughs> just staring at the music building and then just lean over. Can we do that? We probably could do okay. that, actually. I Stay think. tuned, folks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What are we going to do? I get to be Debbie. Oh, okay. Oh, thank God. I, I could be Tom Hanks. That's cool. Thanks. You've just made my dream come true, TC. I'm no. Debbie. <laughs> but so, sorry, uh, tangents aside, I um, it's not number one. But the thing is, is that I have to compare it with the other movies that we've watched. Mm-hmm. And and this is how I always this is how I've always judged any of my rankings from the get go. I would watch this movie before I'd watch He Knows You're Alone and Mazes and Monsters. OK, so it is my number two on this list right now. So far. So, so yeah, Splash is your number one. Yes, because I would happily watch Splash yeah. again, like repeatedly over watching this film. I think I am pretty much exactly in line with you on yeah. this. I'm not going to put, I would not suffer through Mazes and Monsters again unless I'd watch the riff tracks with you. Right. I definitely won't watch He Knows You're Alone again. Not now that we know what happens and He Knows That You're Alone. I feel like <laughs> He Knows You're Alone would be a movie you would watch with a couple of friends with like a six pack of alcohol or like a couple of drinks in your system. Pack. Yeah. And just, and just make a game out of it. That's the only <laughs> way you could get through that movie enjoyably. So, and, and I do. I can uh, my writer's brain can't shut off. So I'm watching this movie going, I'd fix that. I'd fix that. I'd make the hotel manager more of a character. Yeah, because he's kind of just there. I'd make the father-in-law and his talking to the Elks more of a subplot um, before he gets up into the hotel room and they just chain him to the bed and blackmail him. There's a lot of lost – like there's a lot of like – Squandered potential yeah. for some of these characters. All the all the friends would be much more uh, distinguishable. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, Point to the Hangover again. Those three: Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, and Zach Galifianakis are perfectly distinguishable from each other. Uh, going a, a couple like ten years prior, another Todd Phillips movie. I'd go to Old School. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson, and Luke Wilson is very much in the Tom Hanks category of main protagonistic yep. character. And then you have Will Ferrell playing. The wacky supporting Frank character. the Tank. Frank the Tank. So I think <laughs> I would watch this again and overanalyze it and fix it in my head. Right. right. So, yeah, Splash, still the superior film still. here. Superior cast, superior direction, superior on, on multiple levels. And uh, in terms of Tom Hanks' performance, a better role for him. That, yes. And again, it's going to be difficult for us to not think about what's to come. But seeing Tom Hanks play a jerk was mm-hmm. weird. <clears throat> right. It didn't feel right. Well, and that's a thing. And yeah, well, while we have to always separate out what's going to come, we can now, now we have four films that we can look at that he's done. Mm-hmm. And obviously next week we'll have five and, you know, keep going. But like we have, we do now have a body of work that we can connect to and we can see how he performed in this one. And while it was fun, and while it was enjoyable, there was just something a little bit more likable about his character from Splash. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, no, I don't know. I like I would hang out with the guy from Splash. The, I think the question will be Pre is it, him swimming into Atlantis <laughs> with the girl. <laughs> I, the can go hang out I mean, I guess what will be the question to answer as we continue to watch is do we are we preferring the character or are we preferring specifically Tom Hanks playing that character? Right. I think on the page, uh, Alan is just a better character. Yes. Than 
Rick, then Rick. or Robbie. Oh, yeah. Or what was his character from Maze? Uh, he knows you're alone. Doesn't Psychologist matter. major. <laughs> we're just going to go. Uh, hey, you want a goober? Yeah, yeah. We're just going to, you know what we're going to call We're going to call him a goober. Goober. Goober okay. from He Knows You're Alone. Yeah, okay. We're going to call him that. <laughs> and so, that is the one thing that I do because uh, I was talking, I was definitely talking to my girlfriend about this and she asked me that question. She's like, now, did you guys like him because it's Tom Hanks mm-hmm. or did you like him because he actually gave a good performance? Yeah. And I do want to just reiterate that we are trying very, obviously, as we just said, we we're trying very, very hard and I feel like we, you do it better than I do. I tend to look at him a little more service <laughs> level, which I'm trying to get better at. But we are going to try to be looking at his performance and his actual performance mm-hmm. and the way he worked with what he was given. Yeah, and and we're he's he's given good stuff here, or he's he's given up a good performance here, and I think he's he's continued to show his range. Uh, and it's a it's not a dynamic range like mm-hmm. something you'd get out of Jack Nicholson. Oh no, that that was a bad example. <laughs> no. To be fair, Jack Nicholson does have a dynamic range. He does range. have a dynamic it's range. just different ranges of yelling. Yes. Someone like Christian Bale or okay, Daniel there you go. lewis or Edward Norton. Someone who's like a method actor who yeah. really stretches. Who has literally played every yeah. role you could think of. But Tom Hanks is proving himself to make just these nice small decisions that distinguish each of his characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he definitely has not played the same character. Excuse me. He has not played the same character more than once yet. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're just distinguishable enough. They all have the same sweet everyman quality to them. Right. I think that's what he brings um, to the table. And um, as he progresses, we'll see We'll see uh, how that changes because I know we have some more comedies coming up. I know. Yes, we uh, do. It's pretty much the rest of the 80s for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we move on to that, what did you listeners think? Uh, if any of you happen to give Bachelor Party a rewatch before diving into this, uh, you can hit us up on Facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod. What, what? Or you can hit me up on Twitter or Jeff up on Twitter as well. Hi. Random Bell. <laughs> and TC's Big Head. There we go. <laughs> so uh, we, we will throw up the episode that we're going to record on Mondays and then the new episodes air on Wednesdays. So if you want us to answer a question, look for that post on Monday. Try to get us your tweets before Monday or after we've recorded and you've listened to us. If we've missed something or if we're way off topic, if you want to uh, want us to elaborate on something or yep. if, if there's something you want us to, to discuss further, definitely engage in conversation. We love hearing from you guys. With that said, let me hit up the comment section. Oh, yeah. Over on Facebook, we do have a comment from Thomas, one of our most dedicated listeners. Thomas, we appreciate every listen you give us. Yes. Uh, And the essay that you write every week, which we will be compiling into a book called... Tom Shelf, oh. the reviews. Yes, uh, the, the, the feedback. I, I like it. I right? like it. Yeah, I think I'm I think I think it. Thomas will like that. <laughs> uh, Thomas does say the nicest thing I can say about this film is that at least you're getting it out of the way early, <laughs> which is a sh- just a glowing review of Holy this. Holy cow! I should be on the poster. I'm with him on this. Like, yeah. I, if this was a movie that popped up after some of the more classic movies we're going to be hitting, oh, yeah. I would be disappointed. I'd be like, what did he do? Did he do this for a paycheck? Yeah. What was this? <laughs> I am I am happy to have watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I have now seen it. Yes. I now know more than just the poster. And uh, whenever you can say, and because I've said this too, I've definitely <laughs> said this too. But whenever you can say, like, I'm glad I watched this movie because now I've seen it. Well, it was a movie I watched. And moving on, a good day to you, sir. <laughs> like, but you didn't like it, did you? Uh, the yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't I, I definitely disagree with you, Thomas. I'm happy to have yeah. gotten this. Out. I'm glad this is an early film. Out it's, of the way. It almost does feel like and that's where I that's why I completely agree with you. It does feel like it should have been before Splash. Right. Just right. like it seems again, like a dip. Yep, like, like, OK, let's take a step back and let's do look at his entire filmography. <laughs> if it's like a growing trend mm-hmm. and like a growing getting better of films, this movie should have been before Splash because yeah. Splash was this nice little peak and we kind of drop back down again. And Yeah, the, there's no way this appears on our top list, the top now, shelf list. This will not be a top shelf If does, um, there's something wrong with us. We're done. <laughs> Everyone stop listening. Uh, so Schulze has a question here and this is directed towards you uh-huh. uh, because you'll be able to elaborate on this. Does this film qualify as a classic 80s comedy by meeting all the required criteria? So it's very funny. Uh, first off, 
The answer is yes. Um, for those of you out there who may not or may just need a little more information regarding this, there is a theory, and actually it started it was internally in our group. It was started by um, our, one of our mutual friends, Mr. Daniel Casey, who I know is listening to this show. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Um, but uh, he always uh, warranted that an 80s movie has like criteria, has has requirements, uh, which is what criteria means. And uh, we kind of started discussing it during Franchise Schmanchise, and I'm pretty positive <laughs> Lindsay and I might have brought it up like once or twice in the AFI podcast but it's basically like to me to be an 80s movie Mm -hmm. you generally like there's certain rules and most of the time it's like either alcohol or drugs drug use at some point Mm -hmm. Um, and like the big one no pun intended but ultimately (laughs) tends to be a topless woman at some point in the film Um, and uh, this movie didn't meet that actually I think that's the only criteria it's really like the only one was the movie from the 80s were there boobs? Were there boobs? <laughs> and yes, there was. Yep. And actually, this movie, this movie is full frontal. Yeah. There's one. There's one scene where it's a full frontal woman. Uh, no male, no the, men. That's all hidden. The but full bush. The full. The full Monty, if you will. Um, <laughs> just making movie references at this point. It's just weird. It's a movie podcast. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. People get it. So um, this does qualify. So this does, in fact, qualify. Yes, it does. There, there you go, Schulze. Hope you enjoy, Schulze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, I did get a tweet here. Yes. Why the hell would, this make, would they make this into a TV series? So in the early 2000s, <laughs> this was tapped by ABC... 2000, wait, I think it was 2014. Oh this was tapped gosh. by ABC to be made into a TV series, Bachelor Party, the series. What would you do? The only information I could find, because obviously this did not follow through, yeah, was that it. the idea would be each season would be a different cast and a different wedding. Like leading up to the, the finale of every season would be the wedding day, right? So it would be just following a group of bachelors and bachelorettes leading up to the wedding day and okay. no, so 20, 2014 you said yeah so this would have been post the hangover yeah which the hangover you could argue is like kind of a version of the of ba- kind yeah, of because it's, it's like a bunch of guys getting together and some crazy stuff happening right right right. yeah it's completely different in the in the structure of the story and there's like a the mystery of what actually happened that night and blah 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 right but, right right but so I almost feel like the TV series of Bachelor Party would ha- would be some sort of like mishmash between that. Like there would be a whole, well, they all get together to have a party mm-hmm. and there's some crazy stuff that happens. But maybe there is a mystery that happens but, 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 or somebody dies. Yeah, or like they have to do something. I I would not watch this movie and think, you know what? People need five seasons of something of like something this. like this. No. no. The, the extent of watching... A bunch of idiots make this kind of mistake for a television series is just mm, ripe for reality television garbage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, watch, maybe that's what they were talking about. If that's what they were talking about, then <laughs> sure, I'd go there. But as far as like a scripted series would go, um, you know, maybe in the right people's hands. Not, I don't want to see a 24 episode season. Oh, no, season no, no. This would have to be like an 8 to 12 yeah, max. Keep, keep it small. Max. And the way Netflix is going, we very well might get an anthologized Bachelor Party the series. So <laughs> no. I guess I won't hold my breath on that. I don't want to see uh, that. But thank you for the comments. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter at TC's Big Head. You can hit Jeff up. At, at Random um, Bell, R-A-N-D-O-M-B-E-L-L. And Facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod. Jeff what are we watching next week? Well, next week we start one of our two 1985 Tom Hanks movies. Man, I had no idea that Tom Hanks pumped out a couple movies a year. Oh, absolutely. That's, absolutely. And in 86, he pumped out three. What? I know, right? Dude I, was on fire. This is all starting to make sense now why Philadelphia and Forrest Gump were such a shock to people. <laughs> I don't know what the movies we are having like p- coming up like packed together so tightly but right. uh anyway what what are we watching well we are watching another movie that i have never seen because mm-hmm. we're in that era of tom hanks movies that i don't really know a lot of these. okay we're watching the 1985 film the man with one red shoe okay that's not the one i thought we had next because nope. your list had a different movie listed yes next. yeah that's not the complete list okay so right. this is the, the complete list i'm going with off of. one red shoe the man with one red shoe is, do, you don't know. I don't. And I know the poster art I, of him wearing suspenders, like leaning in sideways from the side of the poster. Classic like, poster at, pose. Yeah, very much so. Um, I think maybe this, he plays a violin in this. Is that this movie? It could be. that. I have not seen this movie. If I have, it's just 
I think it's him, but we'll find out. We'll find, we'll find out, out next yeah. week. Is the man with one red shoe available anywhere for people to watch with us when we watch it next week? PC was doing that so I could Google it really quick just to see. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about doing no, that. You know, we've been doing I that. Talk. We've been doing that since the Disney podcast. You think I would catch on? Um, it is currently on IMDb. Or sorry, it's currently on. Well, it's currently on IMDb. Watch it there. No, it's currently on Amazon Prime. Uh, not sorry, it's on Amazon. You can rent it for three ninety nine. It does. Does not look like it is streaming anywhere. However, mm. okay, so you would have. Yes, it is the movie where he plays the violin. By the way, uh-huh. um, so uh, there you go. TC. Spoiler. Spoiler. Well, I, I just you know it's it's it's. <laughs> well, if you'd like to watch it with us, there you go. It's available. Yeah, for so rental. go check it out on rental online. Yeah, it does not look like it's anywhere else right now. So. Not even on YouTube, man. I was so happy we got Mazes and Monsters <laughs> on YouTube. And I'm, uh, I'm sure if you looked around I mean, on, the, on the internets, you could find it to watch. Okay. We're not encouraging that. There's no encouragement, but if anybody needs it, I got a friend. His okay. name's Paulie. You can go talk to That's him. Good. He'll take you down this guy. Yes. Leather jacket. He works down by the World Trade Center. Yeah, you know, which, you know why am I here? <laughs> Ah, boy. Well, that was fun. (laughs) All right. Well, TC, thank you for being here yet again. Physically in the same room. Again, this is going to be weird because now this is three of four movies that we've watched where we've recorded together in the same room. And we're running out of those available times. It's going to go back to just being over the internet and back to the leg. We'll make it work. It's going to be kind of sad. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. I'm happy to be here now while I can. I know. And we're going to lay in that bed and we're going to listen to that saxophone music together. That's good. All right. As much as we possibly This can. has been a podcast. We've been the people you've been listening to, and this is our sign off. <laughs> Hold me. The music that's playing right yeah. now, TC, yeah. watch. Watch this right now. Yeah. Watch this right now. Turned it off. See, that would have worked. This movie that worked. didn't do that. No, you know I'm, what? I'm upset. I'm getting more water. You're leaving? I'm, I'm leaving. just going to leave, too. This is ridiculous. Because I'm not turning the podcast off. I just turned the music off. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>